Good evening. Wanted to first of all start out by uh, saying thank you to everyone here at the congregation. Um, moving out from California is not a small move to make, and it's been nice to find a home and a family that has taken me in. And so I thank you for your hospitality and your love that you've shown me in the time that I've been here. And I look forward to serving with you guys for many years to come. And I hope the Lord will continue to bless the work here at Mount Juliet. Uh, if you missed it, Wednesday night I got to lead singing. Uh, so then Thursday morning, Brother Philip Jenkins, he, he called me up and he said, man, that was a good job last night. And I thought, oh, cool. He, he gave me a call just to tell me how, how nice it was to hear me lead singing. And he said, and we've got fifth Sunday singing coming up. I said, great, I'm going to get to lead some more singing. The next words out of his mouth were, I was wondering if you would do the talk. So I don't know if he's trying to tell me something, but here I am ready to, to spread the word open with you. If you would open to Jeremiah 18. I figured if I can't lead a song, I might as well talk about a song. A song that many of us have heard growing up, and a song that maybe we didn't understand where the author was in their life when they wrote this song. And maybe that'll help you understand it more and, and uh, make a more personal connection to it. Um, in 1902, Adelaide Pollard, uh, she was a woman who was dedicated to God. She loved him, and she was pouring her heart out in his service. And through her prayer and, and studies, she came to have a yearning to do mission work in Africa. It became so important that she was ready to take a, a missionary journey across the seas. Back in 1902, you had to travel by ship still, so she was getting ready to charter a ship to be able to go across the seas. And as she was sitting there at the town where she was supposed to be departing from, it dawned on her that she would not have the money it was necessary to go overseas and do the mission work that she wanted to do. And she was thinking to herself, God, I'm pouring my heart out for you. I have this mission work on my heart. I want to do your will in Africa. But why aren't you letting me have it? Why, why is it not there for me? And, and you know, we, we can turn to Proverbs 16 and verse 9, and it says man will, will direct his heart, but God will direct his footsteps. And she's thinking, God, I've given you my heart. I've given you everything you need from me. Why aren't you giving me the footsteps there? So as she studied the Bible with some people in town, they started to read Jeremiah 18. And this is where she saw her missionary journey play out. Starting in verse 1, it reads, The word that came to Jeremiah from the Lord, Arise and go down to the potter's house, and there I will let you hear my words. So I went down to the potter's house, and there he was working at his wheel. And the vessel he was making of clay was spoiled in the potter's hand, and he reworked it into another vessel, as it seemed good to the potter to do. Then the word of the Lord came to me, O house of Israel, can I not do with you as this potter has done, declares the Lord? Behold, like the clay in the potter's hand, so are you in my hand, O house of Israel. If at any time I declare concerning a nation or a kingdom that I will pluck up and break down and destroy it, and if that nation concerning which I have spoken turns from its evil, I will relent of the disaster that I intended to do it. And if any time I declare concerning a nation or a kingdom that I will build and plant it, and if it does evil in my sight, not listening to my voice, then I will relent of the good that I had intended to do it. So he says, as a potter who has the clay in his hands, he has the power 
And sometimes the potter intends for good works to come out of this clay. But it's not going to happen, so he has to rework it. And then also, on another hand, he says, sometimes that clay, you just know it's destined for bad works. And so you're ready to take that vessel that you've created, you lift it above your head, and back in those days, the vessels you make were your craftsmanship, they were your name. If a faulty one got out in your name, your name was ruined. So when you had a faulty one, you would raise it above your head and crash it to the ground so that no one would be able to redeem it and call it in your name. And Adelaide saw that she was God's vessel. And at that moment, God had not seen her fit for the work in Africa because it had gone awry. So he was ready to remold her. And that's when she said, perhaps my questioning of God will show, uh, of God's will shows a flaw in life so God has decided to break me as the potter broke the defective vessel and then to mold my life again in his own pattern and from that experience and that that the words in Jeremiah she wrote the words of have thine own way Lord have thine own way Lord have thine own way thou art the potter and I am the clay mold me and make me after thy will while I am waiting, yielded and still. Have thine own way, Lord, have thine own way. Search me and try me, master, today. Whiter than snow, Lord, wash me just now. As in thy presence, humbly I bow. Have thine own way, Lord, have thine own way. Wounded and weary, help me, I pray. Power, all power surely is thine. Touch me and heal me, Savior divine. And the last verse reads, Have thine own way, Lord, have thine own way. Hold o'er my being absolute sway. Fill with thy spirit till all shall see. Christ only always living in me. She calls him the potter and herself the clay ready to be molded, ready to be made into a wonderful vessel. But recognizing that in the second verse, he's going to need to search and try her. Look for the cracks, look for the flaws that will not hold up. And she says, search me, God. Help me to be perfected. And if it be your will, break me back down into a lump of clay and start again. Wounded and weary, I see all power in your hand, she says. But the verse that gets me, the fourth verse, I had never really paid much attention to it, said, hold o'er my being absolute sway. Sway. Like the sway of a tree? No. That is one definition. But another definition is to have the power to be able to create movement. So God, have absolute sway over my soul. Have absolute power that you will be able to control my every movement through my soul. She would eventually come to be able to, to travel to Africa and do many works in God's name there. A wonderful blessing that she was to the, his work there. And, and she would speak publicly of, of this experience and her experience in Africa till she was 72 years old. Now that is a dedication to God's work.
Sometimes in our dedication to him, though, we get frustrated. And it's easy to do so. Because we set our hearts and we think, God, I, I've, I'm here for you. I'm your man. I'm ready to do your work. And sometimes it seems like there's stumbling blocks. Maybe, just maybe, it's not a stumbling block. Maybe it's God telling you, you need to be reworked. You need to come back to me and you need to be built up again. Second Peter verse, uh, chapter 3 and verse 9 says, The Lord is not slow to fulfill his promise, as some count slowness, but is patient toward you, not wishing that any should perish, but that all should reach repentance. God, on that last day when, when he sends his son into the heavens again to, to call forth his children, has every right and every ability and all power to be able to lift up the vessels that were calling his name and throw them to the ground if they are not found worthy of his name. And I pray that none of us fall into that category. So tonight as you search your soul, maybe you are ready to be worked for the first time. Ready to be waiting, yielded and still, to have him have absolute sway over your soul that you may become a Christian. If you've been studying and, and that's on your heart and you are ready to be baptized into him, tonight is a wonderful night because we don't know what tomorrow holds. But God is waiting patiently for you. So in that moment when it pricks your heart, do not tarry. Come to him. And maybe you are being worked right now. Maybe he's almost completed your vessel and you're feeling like you're on the right path. Allow him to search you. Allow his word to search your heart so that if there is a crack or there is a flaw in that clay, that you would be willing and humble, like we talked about this morning, humble enough to bow before him and say, rework me, God, for I am your servant and you have all power. So that when he does come and sends his son, we will be fired and be vessels that are strong and able to be filled with the Holy Spirit. Whatever your need is, as we sing this song, Have Thine Own Way, Lord, I ask that you come and let us help you however we can. So let us